When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosher. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic as always, Rob. Special fantastic. This is the 100th episode. Yes. It's a landmark. We did it. Triple it's digits. It's Valentine's Day. Yes. Well, not as we record it, but as we drop it. We Dropping ho- it on Valentine's Day, on, as you should. As you should. Yeah. And we have have the king of Valentine's Whoa. love songs <laughs> with us. We can introduce him. Let's let him introduce himself. Who are you? Who the heck are you? Who you know, I'm known by many with... names. Um, Pick one. Father. <laughs> the guy that keeps parking in my lawn. Um, bad neighbor. It's a lot of things. Man, this wow. is David McKee Barnes. There it is. Wow. There it is. That just happened. Yeah, Dave. I just had a Pavlovian response where I got nervous that I was in trouble. When you oh, heard your you, middle name? You yes. It. Yeah. David McKee Barnes? Uh, yeah. Did you, I sound like your mother? I get <laughs> called female on the thing. They're like, <laughs> it, it oh, it's true. They're, they're, they're like, Rob, true. we love you and the girl that's on there with you. We got that from Phil Grande, the guitar player <laughs> yeah. from Joe Cocker. Oh, yeah. He was like, man, gosh. we love that interview. And that girl in the back was so nice. She I'm like, I'm actually a man. Thanks for the compliment. This is J.P. Mosier. I'm doing fantastic. Um, yeah, here we Man. are. We're hanging out. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. Jeez. Thanks so much. This is seriously like up in the in all seriousness. I'm not. This is not a joke. The two people for this show that I wanted to interview most in the world: Weird Al Yankovic and Dave Barnes. I will take. Like, I will take. That is that is good, dude. That's that's good. That's some good. Like, I'm in a good. It's I'm good a company. Good, yeah. It is very good company. Yeah. So. Seriously, this is le- well, I, legendary I, I, for us. I, I, when we just talked before you started, but I love, I just love what you guys are doing. I'm, I'm jealous that I wasn't around for the genesis of it. Because I would have <laughs> like, that was the, the genesis. started last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the genesis of Genesis. Yeah, genesis. yeah man. we, uh, man, we had a good little chat before we even started recording this thing. I know, we're, like, we're man, just having we so much fun, like we're going to run out of time. save that. Yeah. I, I, I think, I just, I, I can't help, I can't help but let the freak flag fly when I get around <laughs> other people that love music like <laughs> yeah. I do. And it's so, and I think that's why I love the podcast so much is it's like, and I think too, I just learned so much. You guys do such a good job of doing the deep dive on like, you know, all the stuff that I'm, I always wonder, like if a song comes on, I'm like, I wonder why they double track that guitar or what kind of, who was playing guitar? Why did they add guitar? Or, you know, and you guys are like, well, I can tell you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, funny you should ask. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to stay really surface okay. today yeah. because gonna, since you like gonna, the stuff where we go deep, we're going right. to make sure to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just despite me. Just to be that guy. I'm going to keep pushing now. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to we'll, keep digging. Let's we'll give it. you what we know. So a little bit about uh, Dave Barnes. If you don't know him, you're about to love him to death because not only is he a fantastic songwriter, uh, but he's just funny as I'll get out. And one of the fa- one of the best follows on Instagram uh, at Dave Barnes Music and on, on Twitter. At, it's at just Dave ADD well. personified is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. I feel like your I feel like your online persona took another leap 
with the addition of like uh, filters. filters. Oh man! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I saw the the where the female. Yeah, the, yeah that was yeah, a nice yeah, little yeah. green yeah. with himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with himself. Uh, just go check out at Dave Barnes Music on Instagram, and uh, I promise you, it's a good time always. And yeah. throughout the podcast, we're going to throw things that you need to go check out by Dave Barnes. Yeah. But while yeah. we're on this, the cowboy stuff. I'm sorry to jump on that so early. <laughs> yeah, man, cowboy school, dude, cowboy school. Oh. Yeah, I'm this glad y'all like that. I freaking I was I, I tend to watch videos on the toilet a lot. I probably shouldn't share <laughs> that, but you know, that's good. And the I can't remember what number it was, but the freak my the on the oxygen. Te- oh my! Oh gosh. my gosh! I literally almost <laughs> fell off the toilet. Yeah. That was good stuff. So that that you know that that series is my probably my favorite thing that we've ever done. Goodness gracious! We love so, it. How to ride a horse. It probably had, so, in my opinion, the least response because yeah. I think it just got so far out there, <laughs> which is where we live. Yeah, yeah. Well, me so, too. Goodness gracious! I'm yeah. like, now you're there. just coming. Like I was meeting you guys in the middle. Yeah. Now you're just coming to my <laughs> come, come domain. to my brain <laughs> level. It's so but good. it was like I could just feel that people were like, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'll say this: the people that got it, I, I've ingratiated myself into their like. Friend. They're like, oh no, no, no! Now you are like <laughs> yeah. we have accepted. We have fully like brought you into the fold. It's true. I so my my wife and I every Sunday night we have a group of like ten to twelve like twenty somethings mm-hmm. millennials mm-hmm. that come to our house and they're just literally they're just part of our family. Yeah, now. And yeah, they come every yeah. Sunday night. And we have dinner and we hang out and we watch funny stuff from the internet. And at least four times a year. We, as a group, watched the karate instructional video <laughs> yeah. and the bloopers. The the bloopers for, for the karate instructional video is, I've called it the most criminally underviewed video on the internet. Because it's it's got like, the the, the one has like maybe 100,000 views and then yeah. the, the bloopers has like 20,000. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, y'all are missing it. And like, like 15,000 of those are mine. Yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> trying to keep convince watching people it. it's, it's, it's watching. good stuff. Yeah. And the other five is me and my friends because... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, seriously, quarterly. It gets a quarterly view. Tyler Tordai, who did, who's the who's the yin to my yang in those videos. The fun part, the backstory of that that is really funny is I had never met him. So really? Jeff, Jeff oh Venable, my goodness, that was like totally. Together. So Jeff Venable, who shot those, and we wrote, me and one of my best buds, Seth Philpot and Venable got together to write those. And I'd never done that because, like, if you watch the ones before that, Jeff also shot the Christmas promo yeah. ones. Uh-huh. But that's all me just riffing. Yeah. So it was like they hit red and I go. You know, but Jeff was like, what if we actually kind of had a little bit more of a script, you uh-huh. know? So Jeff and Seth and I wrote those. And so Jeff was like, I got the guy who needs to, because I was like, I need a sidekick. And he's Man. like, I got the guy. So literally Tyler rolls up day of, and we had, and that wasn't even really script. It was just like, we knew what the moves were going to be called. And it was just, let's just go from there. <laughs> yeah. Like the St. Francis of Assisi and all yeah. that. <laughs> so, so we just knew that, but that was it. Cause I didn't want, I didn't want a script. It's like, let's just go and see what happens. And Tyler's the same. And so when he got there, he's, he's literally like the most unassuming. He's so nice. So I was like, okay, well, maybe he's funny. And we started rolling and I wasn't ready for how funny he was. So, so many times that day we had to stop. <laughs> so I brought this up the other <laughs> I'll translate I everybody. I still laugh so hard at this moment, and it's in the, it's in the bloopers. <laughs> I said, when I go, when I called you and asked you, what did I tell you? <laughs> and what did he say? He, he goes, goes Said, meet me at three. I was like, I'm out. I wasn't ready for that being so poignant and like me. <laughs> oh, and I was, there was so many times that day we had to cut because he was just so on it and I wasn't ready for how funny he was. 
that that you know, and then he did the cowboy videos with me. He's actually moved back to Nashville now, so we're kind of queued up to do something again soon, I'm sure. But he just it was so fun too because I didn't know him. So so much of the energy was just <laughs> cool. this real time. Like yeah. I was having so much fun. Man. You know. I, I just assumed that you guys had known each other forever. Yeah, I mean, no, the chemistry no. was that yeah, good. We literally like, met like five minutes before. Oh we man, doing that's so stuff. funny. Yeah. He works he works with the CMAs, right? Yeah. He's kind of a mm-hmm. a, a big mm-hmm. shot at the CMAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so if please right now pause this, go to YouTube and Those watch. Those cowboy videos are like 13 seconds. You guys school. can spare so, 13 yeah. to 22 seconds. They're great. Yeah. And you'll go down a whole rabbit trail. Yeah. You'll see the, you'll the, the dangerous. gym, the the hymns yeah. for her videos, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, of yeah, that yeah. stuff. The Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, I yeah. mean, it, today's the day. Go back and watch today's Valentine's Day video. Yeah, watch yeah. it with your loved one yeah. Yeah. sitting yeah. there holding hands. Hold them close. That's right. Um, so, oh, I do have one question. I got to know this. If you can remember it, at the end of the karate bloopers, yeah, Tyler says something that gets you so cracked up, but he's way in the background. Oh, and you and you were just not ready remember. for it at all. I like I the best oh, I, I can remember make now. It. Okay, you can tweet at us. Later. It was just, yeah, it just one of those where he yelled. He oh, said something I'm like, so close to it, too, and I can't remember. I, do you want to ask you what I think it might be and see if that triggers? I think it might be. I have really bad heartburn. Is that it? I think that's. Oh, it. I can't believe I get. He I mean, just had so tried many things that I wasn't ready. That would be so out of context. Yeah. That I was like, this is I pity the Fu Manchu, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. So go back and watch those. Yeah. Um, Because they don't have much with what we're going to talk about to do today. But uh, pretty good intro. But they're they're out there. That was the intro. intro. That's That's right. That's the intro. Okay. So a little bit about Dave. Um, How many studio albums you got? Is it 13? Yeah, I think so. 12. Okay. Going all the way back Mm. to like pre-signing days and all that stuff. Yeah. CMA Song of the Year nominee in 2012 for God Gave Me You. You may have heard it. Um, Grammy nominee for Best Country Song 2012. 2018 Dove Award winner for Gospel Recorded like Song that. of the Year. Jason Crab. Little Jason Crab, Washed by the Water. Heck yeah. yeah. I love Good initials. Um, it is. You've had cuts for uh, Blake Shelton, Tim McGraw, Carrie Underwood, Lady Antebellum. The list goes on and on and on. Um, they just don't come any better as a songwriter today. Uh, than our guest really Dave Barnes, man. I can leave now. I'm so fantastic. <laughs> you know, I just feel like we're I'm just float this is here to make people feel good. That's all. Um, we like to just call 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 random people and be like, "You want to come and let <laughs> us just compliment you and whatever." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. My wife was saying, my wife was saying that this interview today was basically going to go like. Uh, you were in the old Chris Farley, Paul McCartney bit. <laughs> was, that <laughs> was, like, was, was that true? Paul yeah, is that, dead. Paul is dead. You remember that when was awesome. you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that, was that was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Just a lot of dead space and me yeah. like staring. <laughs> well, dude, while we talked about, let me do my, I have an analogy about what we want, what we get mm-hmm. on the album. Okay. I think Which is the album God Gave Me You That's was the album on God Gave Me You is on. I think that is the buffet of all albums. Mm. So do you like buffets, Dave? I love buffets. Oh my gosh, I love buffets too. too. I, I mean, I obviously. I, I'm a Ryan's, Golden Corral, CC. Yeah, I'm a good, bu- any kind there. of buffet. Yeah. So let me tell you why I think it's a buffet. Okay. So people come for the meat, the steak, which is yeah, the God yeah. Gave Me You. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got an opener which is like the salad in mm-hmm. in, uh, in Little Lies, yep. and it's so fresh. It's a buff. It's just so fresh of a yeah. salad. It's good veggies. The, the good veggies, and then you know you get something that's on there. You're like, I came for the steak, but darn it, that fried fish is amazing. Yeah, and that's chameleon. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, I came for yeah. the steak. But this yeah. fish is fantastic. Yeah. And then you're like, what do I get for dessert? Banana pudding. That's gonna be what I need with Johnny yeah. Lang. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you put some dessert on there. Yeah. Now. 
The so one, much stank on that. I will tell you the one thing on the dessert. You left the wafers off the banana pudding because Johnny Lang didn't play a guitar solo. I know. I do have to ask you about that. Was that a your call? Was that a Johnny Lang call? No, was that you a- know, th- those things are so tricky because Johnny, John, I had opened for him the summer before, and I, and and oddly enough, we we didn't spend a lot of time because you know there's there, you just want to be careful of that stuff on the road that you're never like, hey man, let's hang out all right. the time. Mm-hmm. We started to toward the end and and. Um, but then he came to Nashville and was working on some music, and we reconnected. So he actually was a surprise guest at a round that I did that was really fun. Um, but, you know, I just didn't want to be the guy that was like, hey, can I keep just asking you for stuff? Yeah. Um, and I think we may have talked about that in the studio, and he was kind of like, man, I'd rather just sing if that's cool. Okay. And I was like, great. But, you know, you, you just don't want to be the guy that's like yeah. – Hey, like, can I just milk you for everything right. you're worth? Let's push this relationship yeah. to a weird spot. Because Wonder This World is in my 10 Desert oh, dude, album. Still dude. raining. It's the, speaking of good openers, that comes out the I gate. I remember like, so in your face. specifically walking into the Blockbuster Music yeah, solid. In, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, when I was at Middle Tennessee State University, seeing the Lie to Me record, because this yeah. is back when they had the second stations. One. Yeah. And, uh, and, just kind of being like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Buying it immediately, mm-hmm. going home and wearing it out. And that, you know, I'm so thankful. That's one of the things about my career that I'm always so thankful for is these moments of like, you know, where serendipity, where it's kind of like these people that I grew up listening to or knew before are now a part of my story. That's awesome. You know, and I just remember sitting in the studio with him being like, this is just otherworldly. Like, <laughs> this guy's singing on a song I wrote and he's a friend of mine. And, you know, eight years before, five, whenever that was, years before, I was sitting in a you were buying store. Yeah, stuff. it was just like completely geeking out. Yeah. Breaking Me to Me is like one of the best yeah. songs of all time. So, you know, it's just like that. Those just a, like that's what's crazy about doing this for a living is that it's like if you're around long enough, those that starts to happen a lot where like you have somebody that, you know, when, I, when Martin Sexton and I wrote a song a couple of years ago and he came over to the house and I was, same with Emily Sally's Minigo Girls. These people are sitting in my house and we're writing these songs and I'm like, you could have given me a million guesses at who there's someday there's going to be, and I would have literally I'd have gotten into like the disciples and televangelists <laughs> before I got into like Emily Salyers or Johnny Lang. That's awesome. So it's just really fun when those moments happen because like y'all, I mean, again, this is why I love what y'all are doing. I'm a fan of music. I'm a fan. Like I geek on this stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's like somehow I got slipped the pass to get into the room where everybody is. Right. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, like I'm trying to steal people's hair, you know, like so. Well, yeah, yeah. And well, you know, with every good buffet, they have chefs. So yes. I got to touch on the chefs on that album real yeah. quick. So Drew Ramsey, not Dave Ramsey, everybody. Yeah, Drew yeah, Ramsey yeah. and Shannon Sanders. Dave Ramsey plays Jesus. killer percussion. Yeah, Dave yeah, Ram- does yeah. it really? Hand no. perk. Uh, yeah. So before they were Drew and Shannon, they yeah, yeah. were like, you had. I know yeah, they just yeah. come off Rotten Home for Mark yeah. Broussard, yeah. and they had that NDRE song oh, that yeah. was so huge that they yeah. won the Grammy on. Yeah. So and you got Daylaw on bass. Oh yeah. So before, it's, it's stacked. It was yeah. really good. And that the was, personnel uh, was great. I, obviously, everybody knows uh, Daylight from John Mayer. But did you listen to Vigilantes of Love? Were you a fan of them? I, I opened for Bill Maloney. Would you look really, at that? Yeah, a decade before that. Yeah, I, I wow. didn't know that. Yeah. So I missed that. Missed that tour. Oh yeah. Um, and then Paul Mayer on drums. Oh yeah. He's on everything now. Everything. Like he's he he's drums on Reckless Love. Drums on uh, the Michael W. Smith version of Surrounded, House on a Hill, Amanda Lee Cook. Yeah, he's all over this. Love Ran Red, Chris Tomlin. Well, he's like the well, guy well, now. This is the thing people and he was about just Paul. Starting. He also wrote and produced all of the um, – uh, oh, my God, just blanked. Uh, uh, what's the massive Uber hit? You have to edit. <laughs> what's her name? 
the CCM girl that crossed over and had the Lauren Daigle. You say, you say. So Lauren Daigle. Paul wrote that and played and produced wow. the whole thing, and he's her band leader. Yeah. Jeez. So I mean, the guy's just everywhere. He's, yeah. He's a monster. Monster. And I don't want to leave a kill off there because he played oh, guitar on there yeah, too. Yeah. He did yeah. amazing stuff with yeah. Leanne Rhymes, who I've actually I worked for Enterprise. Rented a car to Leanne Rhymes, one of the famous. Wow. There, there you go. go. All right. Yeah. He also killed. Now is in the Little Big Town band. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. And his dad. Y'all know this, right? Oh, from Phil Collins. Okay, he's a live drummer. He's a live drummer. Okay, I didn't know that. So that's a really tight little fun circle. That's a good little family. Yeah, they've been Nashville forever. So I mean, like you know, Chester would leave here to go meet up with Genesis on the road or or Phil on the road. Still, and it's still like when they play, he's the guy. And I'm not gonna leave Ben Shive out because I've seen him. He's awesome. You're buddy with him, right? He played. No, it's like one of my close friends. Dude, he's awesome. I've seen him at the. At the behold the lamb stuff with he always sits in with. There's Andrew a lot Peterson of stuff in Nashville that comes out. I didn't know I was going like, to say that. That's so weird. That was um, creepy. Weird. He is he's a connective tissue for a lot of stuff here. Like he's the he's he's not the guy that's ever going to ask to be seen. But it's like you start so doing tasty. A digging on stuff that's really tasteful. Yeah. He's usually and in fact he produced the new Colony House stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a song that um that I listened to. Uh, it, came my Discovery Weekly and Spotify, and I was like, he had to have written on this because it was so musically intense. Sure enough, and I texted Open it him, up, he's yeah. like, oh, thanks, man. I was like, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shiv those guys. You know? <laughs> let's, let's listen to a couple, of, uh, a couple of spots from the album while we're talking about it. Let's listen to let's go. – I'm going to go first to Chameleon because this okay. is my personal favorite, okay. I believe, Dave Barnes song. This is a, let's just do a few seconds of Chameleon. Just listen to how funky this is, y'all. If the artist allows us to play yeah, we, this. Yeah, yeah. We good uh, cleared. All right. <laughs> JP's taking his shirt off. Dang it. Yeah, I know. I'm actually excited about this. Do I need to Venmo you money while you do this? There's nothing that that boy won't do when it comes to you. I love that Paul doesn't do all 16ths on the hi-hat. Yeah. He's yeah. still letting it hang out. That was the break for all you uh, lovers there on Valentine. Yeah. This is sort of a uh, anti-Valentine's Day song. Yeah, like it's, yeah it's a warning. It's a, yeah. it's a warning what Valentine's can go wrong. Yeah. It's the fried fish, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming at you. It's fried fish on Valentine's Day. Like, listen to these horns on the chorus, y'all. Okay, so you said on Instagram, uh, this was Chameleon was kind of your take on a Steely Dan song. Oh, absolutely. That, you said you, kind of a, uh, was it Peg, right? Peg. The, the intro you sort yes. of modeled after yes. Peg, which is, oh, I'm yes. a huge Steely we're, Dan. Yeah, fan. we're Steely Dan. Oh, awesome, um, so. the, uh, the, the live album uh, was Alive in America. Yeah, is America. one of my just. Yeah, just uh, Dennis Chambers on that is just yeah, bananas. Man. That, um, um, that, that, it's funny because I didn't like. I grew up. My dad actually had a few Steely Dan records, and we would listen to them. And I just never got it. I was always kind of like, "Yeah, it's just nah, it's not my thing." And then I had a really good friend of mine in college who I who who loved good music, and he was like, "You really need to like listen now." 
Yeah. They, I, you know, I, was, yeah. I was majoring in music. I, I was like doing the thing. And it was complete. I don't know if there's ever been such a shift in my brain with something as much as like didn't get it to I think I love every song they've ever done. <laughs> I, I understand that 100%. I didn't listen to Steely Dan. I honestly have thought it was like a um, – I think I can maybe conf- – Conflated Steely Dan and like Dan Fogelberg. Or oh yeah, like Steely Dan Fogelberg. Un- until oh I was my Steely god! Steely Dan Fogelberg. Um, anyway. Did that just happened. <laughs> oh, the mind uh, reels. Yeah, uh, and so like uh, until I was in college, I had not. I just had never bothered because I yeah. thought I'm not going to like this. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and then I put on that one album, and I was just like, I mean, it literally hit the first yeah. notes Something, of uh, yeah. uh, of um, oh, what's the first track on that live album? It's um. Babylon Sisters. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, just you're in. That was that was the thing too. Jeremy, my buddy in college, was really sneaky because he didn't do the stuff I knew. Like he played me like green earrings mm-hmm. or stuff. It wasn't that I was real like, in the ears. It wasn't. Yeah, do it again. Which I right. love. Yeah. Which I mean, th- those the, those are still my favorite songs yeah. of theirs. But it was like he was like, you need to listen to what the band's doing. You need to because li- you know I was playing drums. That that's when I was majoring in percussion and drum set and at MTSU. So I was listening so differently than I did when I was fifteen. Yeah, you know I'm sitting there going like, oh my god, this groove is insane, or you know yeah. like the pocket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like that was the back door back into them. Yeah. And then I was in the M now like completely obsessed. You know, yeah. I've seen them. I saw them at Starwood here years ago. Um, but they, but yeah, that song is just me. Like, it's a love song to Steely Dan. Basically. Although the horns, I got to say, the horns remind me. I know you're a big Stevie Wonder guy. The horns always make me think of uh, "You Haven't Done Nothing." Oh, that sort gosh. of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. just that real like lots of Lazy. sliding. And just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Um. So like, the, so um, what we want, what we get was my first. Intro into Dave Barnes oh, wow. as an artist. I had um, I had sung um, um, I have and I always will at a friend's wedding, oh, yeah, like yeah. the summer before it came out or whatever. Like most of the world is at a Dave <clears throat> Barnes at a wedding. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, except uh, for me, which is weird. True. Um, you so, do other people's songs at weddings? I, I just don't do weddings. You don't do weddings. Really? I think I would do more. I just don't. Uh, I know one that you did, and we're going to talk about it a little later. Uh, huh. um, <laughs> but uh, so so this was my like. First foray into you know a full a full album, and when by the time it got to Chameleon, I went, "Wow, this guy isn't just really good; he's like really good." Oh, that you know what means I mean? Like you've got like you've got that. chops as a not just a you know like it, it, one of the points I wanted to make today for for people who may know you casually as like the ballad guy, the love song guy, is to like dig deeper through you know through some of the stuff because. Dave's got these just funky tendencies that come out of it. We talked about Blue Eyed Soul in a couple yeah, episodes, yeah. you know what I oh, mean? Yeah, yeah. And I and and you sort of get kind of subcategorized into that, you know what I mean, with your the Holonotes of the world and you know that kind of stuff. I mean, Paul Carrick, we, yeah, we talked about Paul yeah, Carrick yeah, earlier, yeah. Um, and uh, and definitely got some like legitimate um, you know soul and funk and just groove tendencies that a lot of my favorite songs are those. Yeah. you know what I mean. The, mm-hmm. Well, the, that's encouraging too because I think that you know I, I'm I'm all I'm. I'm basically two schools in one person, which is like Indigo Girls, Jonathan Brooke, like John Gorka, David Wilcox, James Taylor. And and even and then you can that spins off into some of the like Elton John, Billy Joel, but really like guitar based folk, you know, guy with the guitar, girl mm-hmm. with the guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. Like which is kind of how I started my musical career. It wasn't necessarily what I started 
loving as a as a kid. Right. But and for those of y'all that didn't pick up on the David Wilcox reference, please, oh, yeah, he's so the OG. Find David he's the please OG. look him up. But um, but but that met with this hysterical other, almost it feels like um, counterpoint, which is Motown, Stevie Wonder, Doobie Brothers, um, soul, soul, funk, funk. soul, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I've always lived in this really weird like continuum that doesn't quite work, which is like, you know, ballads, sweet, trying to be quasi-profound lyrically, right. met with like another part of me. It's like, I just really want to dance. I want to have fun on stage. You know, I laugh all the time. Like when I played one of my songs, Someday Sarah Live, I'm like, if I could just do 13 versions of that live and be done with the night that's all i do because yeah. that's the most fun like yeah. just getting up there and the band's cranking chameleon crazy about you, all those songs yeah where i'm like that's when i have the most fun i mean i love to sing and i love playing the other songs but as far as like in the moment playing them that's the stuff i love to do so i'm always in this kind of to your point like i feel like i'm always stuck in this weird place of like so many of the people listening to my music tend to gravitate towards the love songs or sort of the heartfelt stuff. And then there's this little, little, little <laughs> cadre of people that are kind of like, we like the funky stuff. And I'm like, yes. Can, you know. can, can I segue into my favorite of the funky stuff? That yes. I love it. the first track on this album, Brothers oh, and Sisters, man. where you oh, play the lick and you even give yourself credit for intro lick. Yes. I was like, yes. nice, you played the intro yes. lick. Please kickstart this album. It's called Brothers and Sisters. It's on me and you and the world i love this if this doesn't get you blazing out the gates this is like out the gates i wanted to be john mayer so bad oh man i still do but i really wanted to in this season of my life here it is this is brothers and sisters And then it goes major. And then it goes major. It does, yeah. It's like. This was. I mean, can I talk over this? Please. This is funny because it's like. This is why I love music because you can hear these things in artists as their records come out. And this was a season with me, like, I was so heavy into Steely Dan and Stevie. So it was about, like, you can hear all the chord changes right now. But it was about, like, I want to do as much as I can musically. And especially songs like this, here we go. You know, we're, it's like, how can I make approachable music that music people hear and go, yeah. like, oh, I see. Oh, right. yeah. Your taste, you're smart. <laughs> you're a smart guy. Oh, you got some tools in the bag. There you go. So. Nice job not going one, four, five all yeah. the way on everything. That's exactly yeah. right. So good. Jeremy McPherson. Oh, yeah. Gosh, he's the stuff we, he does. You know, the band, the band was fun, too, because this is Matt Mangana, who I call Mango on the bass, yep. who now is in the um, is in Zach Brown band. Plays bass, and then a guy named Josh Robinson, who's a drummer, who's kind of a prodigy. He's like 20 when he did this, maybe 19. But uh, they were my live band, and so it was fun because I had them come in and play on that bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to we got to segue into Ed Cash, right? Because he's nice. doing some back. We can do a whole podcast Dude, on it. Yeah. We have not touched on Ed Cash enough. The genius so. of Ed Cash. The genius of Ed Cash. That's the music phase. I'm not kidding. I mean, I, I could literally. I could talk about that guy for an hour plus. I think the genius and what I'm thankful for, which is really scary to say because there's a, there's a lot of things to say, but I think one of the things that I profited from so much in our working relationship is that I was talking to somebody about this the other day. He, he's that Quincy Jones um, kind of Rick Rubin producer where he's such a song guy. 
You know, like he really is sitting and going like, I mean, I told us that, you know, I, every record, like those two records and the other ones we made, I always did this thing where I'd come in with about 20 to 25 songs for our first song meeting. Mm. I'd play them. I'd think, all right, let's pick our 12. It never failed. He would pick five. <laughs> and I'd be like, dude, that's 25. And he'd be like, yeah, and there's five pretty good ones. With wow. a course tweak, wow. maybe five great ones. Wow. And I would you leave need that guy. dejected, so heartbroken. I've lost it. It was never there. What am but, I thinking? I'm just going to go to, you know, I'm going to be a youth minister. I don't know, you know. Yeah. And so I would, I'd get home. Annie, when, especially once I got married, Annie would always be like, oh, did you meet with that today? And I'd be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and so what, what never failed to happen is I'd have a couple of days of licking my wounds, and then it'd be like, okay, we, 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 we start again. And so I'd start writing, writing, and it never failed. I'd go back with the second 15 to 20. It was usually a little less than do the you, first one. Do you start by correcting the five so and yeah, tweaking that, yeah, or do you start fresh like, crop? New chorus here. I don't understand what that second verse means. Clear that up. Ed is really good, too, because he's got all these ways of approaching a song. So he's not just thinking, because he loves all the music we do. Mm-hmm. So he's not just, because he would say, like, I'm okay with this being complicated, but it's got to be approachable. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so help me find a way into this. Or he'd go, hey, you know, you can be a little more profound if you want to be it doesn't need to be as simple but but so I'd go you know I'd go back and then I'd bring back another 10 to 15 songs and it never failed like he'd be like great we got the we got the 10 to 12 good job high five and then it was like as dejected as I was the first time after that second meeting bring I just, you down to, bif- yeah, to build I, I, you up I, except for Brother Bring the Sun which is funny because that record I only had probably what I thought were 8 or 9 songs which is my first record you know my mm-hmm. first full length and then it ended up that both on a night like this and until you, I didn't want to record because I thought they were too straight ahead. Really? And he was like, "You're an idiot. Why are you doing this for a living? <laughs> we're recording those songs. Of course, those are two of the songs that have been kind of career songs. Yeah, until yeah. you use the hit off of the album yeah. that we just played. Yeah. Uh, so, that, so, so you know, I just think, but that's uh, that has always been one of Ed's real skill sets, and it's it is a dying art. I mean, I think of all the things that are atrophying, and and this is my opinion in the music industry with. Home Studios, which I have and I love, and Spotify, which I have and I love for the most part. Um, it is that there's no there's no uh, guard. There's no people that are kind of going, before you come in, mm-hmm. we need to make sure you, you – not qualify, but that you understand what you're doing and that, that someone's sort of giving some measure of like uh, fail-proofing here where it's like you can't just come in because you can – you can auto tune your vocal, or you have a guitar yeah. and you can write a song. But that there's some thought behind this. There's somebody, and he is just so insanely good. I mean, it's otherworldly his ability to hear songs and go, "I know what's missing," or "You're good, keep going." Yeah. Um, and and even on the other side, like that's good, and you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like there'd be songs, but oh, I got this other one, blah, 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 and he'd be like, "Okay, that's really great." Um, it takes a special skill set to roll that out. It does, like to with not being like. So it does, and and the, I think know. for whatever reason that's just people don't aren't like that as much anymore. There's not people that you sit down with before you make a record that I think really know songs, be it A and R or producers. Mm-hmm. You know, that can really go like I think you've got. I mean, when I did three and four, which was my first five song EP, I came in with like twelve songs that I was playing live that were like one of them was my encore song, mm-hmm. uh, and and I played the twelve for him ready because we we're going to do an acoustic album, and he's like, I think you've got about five, and. Those songs to me that were the slam dunks were not the songs he picked. Wow. And I'm telling you, in retrospect, I don't think I'd have a career. I really don't. On that album? That one uh, album? Because of that, because I think if we would record what I wanted to record, I think people would have gone like, ah, oh, this is all right. 
But he was the one that's like, look, I'd rather you have five good songs than ten. And filler. And, and then filler. Mm-hmm. And I look back and there's and I have friends that'll sit with me and be like, dude, I just didn't have that. And I think my career suffered for a while because because I have songs out there now that I roll my eyes every time I play. Mm. And by the grace of God, I just don't have those. And that's not because I'm a great songwriter. That's because I had someone that made me turn in only the good stuff. Wow. We only had were, the right checks and balances. Yeah, guy. and he busted my tail. I mean, he would he was not easy on me. You know, it was like he'd be like, You got better than this. So like out of these twenty five songs, you got five. And it was like like, bro, these are my life. I'm telling you, like, like I bored my heart. Yeah. I mean, what up's about you and our friendship? <laughs> um, yeah. So I just think that's you gotta awesome. have, you know, you gotta have somebody that's pretty judicious. Like you gotta cut that crap. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's too schmaltzy, kid. It'll never sell. Um, <laughs> so but good. I think, like, you know, that that's it's really it's such a it's such a helpful thing. I mean, I can't say enough about how so find you a mean guy out there yeah everybody find somebody that knows or an songs, honest guy you know that can really go like and i think too knows your potential mm-hmm. i think knows because i mean you can find people and say that and they're done yeah they're like that really is the best i can do but i think ed knew enough to be like i think i think there's more in there if if, if i keep pushing and there was thankfully um and i think it makes it, last thing i'll say about that with Ed is i think it makes you realize you can't get away with stuff you got it. You're, I was always thinking, like, I got another person's going to hear this. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I got, like, it. I can't just go, that ah, works. It's, no, it's going to nail that. He's going to know mm-hmm. that line's yeah. not the best line. Yeah, after the first time he sh- he goes from 25 to 5, you're like, I'm not bringing him. No, oh I'm gosh. not bringing him 25 oh, it, yeah. unless you they're get a lot ready. More, you, then you become a lot more judicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of start realizing, like, okay, I got I need to trim. Which is so funny to finish that thought. You know, uh, the last record we did, the last two records we did, we cut everything I wrote because I had just gotten so good at going, nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, yeah. nope, yeah. nope. I'm just bringing 11 songs. Hmm. And, he, and he was like, yeah, these are all great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like his, he had school, he had the, the, the teacher had, you know, the yeah. teacher. Yeah, he like, yogi you. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> yoded me. He yoded me in the submission. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, Let's yeah. do this thing. So I think it was funny because um, it was great because I just knew by that point, I was like, he's not, I don't like those songs. He's not going to like them. I like these. And so I just bring in the songs and he was like, yeah, these are awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. That's you know? What a, a blessing that is to have somebody who, A, knows what they're doing, B, is honest enough to tell you the truth, and C, like, has your best interests yeah. at heart. You well, know and, I mean? and, and, and I'll say this lastly. I think I sort of got this cheat code with Ed because Ed was a professional producer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a real record maker. This is not a guy that had a studio basement that one day was going to be great. Right. I can never say enough in praise of how I got – I just got uh, – you know, I, I sort of got – I skipped the red shirt thing. It was like, for whatever reason, the Lord and his kindness was like, you're going to get to work with this guy who's kind of beginning his prime and you get to benefit from it, which, I mean, that you really can't have be been understated. A, the timing in your career has it's been magnificent. I was like, when I look back at the musicians that you played with, yeah. right time, right. I mean, if y'all, I mean, imagine y'all getting to make, which I know, you know, like y'all have done music and stuff, but I literally, when we made Brother Bring the Sun, I brought in a list of people. And I was like, these are my dream team Nashville players. Mm-hmm. And and we called them, and most of them played on the record. And I was sitting in the control room thinking, if nothing ever comes of my life, this is – I got to yeah. hang out with these guys and have them play. Dan Needham is yeah. playing drums. Jackie Street, Scott Williamson. Jackie Street. Oh, my gosh. That's right. You're a rough, you know, tough guy. Oh, yeah. And so um, I was just like – 
I was just ah yes. I geeked, and I still am like that. Like if I go in the studio, I'm still the guy that's like, oh my god, dude, I love yeah. this. Place. You know, with Maves or whoever it is. Like I'm always like, you know, shy still. Like yeah. Dustin Ransom, these people I get to make music with. I'm like, these guys are just so good at this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's still feel awesome. like that. I, we, I, I told JP I'd laugh because I was this reading one good. of your, your Instagram posts about um, I think it was your Christmas album, yeah, uh, your Christmas first Christmas album. album, and you had said you the, the four names that you threw out. You said I wanted to make a classic album, you know, in the vein of it, I think it was Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, Harry Connick Jr. and Rust, Rust Half. Half. I went wow, and he Rust told me that Half. I'm like a huge Rust Half guy. Like I'm a big fan. I had yeah. walls of glass. I had medals, mm-hmm. medals. You know who plays bass on medals? Who? Nathan East. Dude, I'm, that Shut was. That up. was wow. You know who plays guitar on medals? One more. Dan Huff. Jeez. Dan Huff, Nathan East, Rust Half. That, You're that, welcome, world. That, there was a, there was a time <laughs> in CCM where it was like all of the war, like the LA New York players were starting to kind of because it was enough money in CCM that yeah. they had budgets yeah. for those guys. That, like, that's I'll never the time. forget getting the for him record that Vinny Calyuta played on because I heard the song that Wing song. I don't know yeah, the it's song. on uh, the uh, roller coaster. Yeah, roller coaster ride. The ride. That, yeah, the ride. And I remember hearing the intro of that song, and I remember thinking, like, that drumming is not normal. normal. That's right. That's good. <laughs> and oh, I immediately yes. looked up, and I was like, yeah, that's Vinnie Caluda, who played on the frickin' Sting album, and who played, you know, like, yeah. who's a legend. And that's he's playing so on a For Him record, which yeah. is, like, to me... The song's called Wings. This is Which um, I think that, uh, I don't know if that record, but the next one had Jimmy Johnson, who was um, James Taylor's James Taylor's bass player. Who is it? Oh, by the way, I love the way you talked about how James Taylor's thumb with the uh, bass Nathan kick. Duggar told me about that. That's amazing. Insanity. Give him credit. In fact, I, I saw an interview with James Taylor randomly on YouTube the other day, and he talked about how when he makes records, the dr- bass player and drummer are always – they don't know what to do. The bass player never knows what to do because James it's always bass write, yeah. writes bass parts into yeah. his playing. Mm. It's so, like, do know. I double it or do yeah. I just yeah, yeah. hang out? Yeah. Wow. Do okay, pedal tone and just sit on the one the whole time? Yeah, That's exactly. Here's, here's a couple seconds of uh, Wings <laughs> by For Him. <laughs> we I, did not know where we were going. going. Yeah, didn't know we were going not here today. Here's radar. Wings by For Him featuring Vinny Collier on drums. drums. And, and the way he especially drags, like you'll hear the snare, like he's doing these kind of drum roll ghost note things that are so perfectly out of pocket. Yeah. That is uh. insanity. <laughs> That shuffle no. is disgusting. I've heard you t- talk about it on, oh, on some man, of your yes, five hot takes, which check out Dave's Instagram for his five t- hot take series. They're awesome. You've talked about that we're missing the shuffle. Where's the shuffle oh, going? Oh, Vinny Cal He's doing that straight triplet thing on the hi-hat yeah. against keyboard the shuffle. Keyboard horns. Definitely keyboard oh. horns. <laughs> Heaven's and waited. Uh, we just sang a duet with Orville Dave Barnes. and <laughs> Wilbur had figured it right. That's a real lyric. <laughs> it's come to this time and place. Dude, there's a guy Dude, yep, for him. So I don't know which guy it is, but it's he's still one of my favorite singers. Of all, t- it's the it's like the kind of Mark Harris ho- horsey one, the one that's like more. I don't know. He's the only one. Oh, uh, anyway. Anyway, well, I've never. He looks I'd like d- a horse. Never oh my I'd- gosh, he's got a horse facey. He's got a BoJack Horseman vibe. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. Segway. We're gonna come ours. back to CCM game here. Oh, yeah, minute, that's so. true. That's true. We do have a CCM game for you. Um. I okay. Okay, we might as well talk about Christmas since I just since I just was talking about it. Because I just want to say, your Christmas albums. That's all. 
Uh, They're so disappointing. That was, that was so good. That was so good. Dave, you had a um, chance to really make something great. You remember? You remember when you made that Christmas album? Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Was that, that, was that, was awesome. Christmas that was awesome. That was awesome. Was awesome. Um, it was about Jesus. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Seriously, like if you haven't heard Dave's Christmas albums, uh, go get both of them now. Uh, Very Merry Christmas and December to Remember. Uh, they will just just bless your socks off, right, for the Christmas season. The the uh, Very Merry Christmas has become my. It's my kickoff to Christmas, I, dude. That that's the biggest compliment, man. Because those those records for me, that's a big record. Yeah, whatever one that kind of it's like the you know kickstarts like, the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the gateway drug. And yeah. Okay, what's like, your Christmas kickstart the season album? You know, it's funny. So circle back that Rust Half one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Christmas story is that it? Is it's, that a, it's it's he's standing on the front. It's, it's so so awesome. And I tell people, so look, bad. Russ is a monster, and people yes. in Nashville hugely respected, incredible vocalist. But I think they just don't think, oh, Russ Taff has a great Christmas or has like a classic, classic. Christmas, classic yeah. Christmas. Album. It is, and it's I'm going to tell you something. I could do a whole, po- and I've really considered this with Five Hot Takes, doing a whole thing on the guitar playing on that record. I can't remember. I want to say his name is James Carmichael. Maybe is it not Hollahan Junior. on there? He doesn't play oh, with maybe him. That's it's it. Jared Hollahan Junior. Whoever is playing. Uh, if he's it not on there, he does all the other rest of Nothing stuff. short of prodigious, his mm-hmm. guitar playing. It is, it is to me, I've made good guitar player friends of mine listen to it, and all of them are like, I don't know how I slept on this record, because it's insane. But it's just a great, so that record, it's, you know, the Vince Guaraldi stuff has sort of made its way into yeah. that. Yeah, we did an episode on Christmas, yeah, Christmas Time is Here. It's like, it's a trio. Untouchable. Oh, untouchable. Yeah. Untouchable. I think that song is, to me, small aside, is what makes songs. One of the things that makes songs great, and there's your podcast, <laughs> is the combination of of the music makes you feel it, and the lyric makes you feel it, mm-hmm. and the melody makes you feel it. Yeah, and that is a trip. That song is a triple set. Absolutely, of you feel all of those things in triforce <laughs> because all of it is hitting you. Is that song a hit without Charlie Brown? It I, should you know, be. It should it be, should be I mean, right. As long as long as. I think as long as there was anybody of note to introduce that song to yeah, the world, yeah, it would have been it. Was, yeah, it yeah. could have been Charlie Brown, but yeah. it could have been, you know what I mean? It, as long as it had a way mm-hmm. to get into the public consciousness, yeah. I think it yeah. surely would have been. Christmas songs, last thing I'll say about that. Christmas songs to me that mess me up are songs that sound like they're, they're you're, you're walking down a snowy street at like 9, 15 p.m., and it's quiet, and there's street lights, and there's snow, and there's Christmas lights in the windows. Songs that, encom- that, that embody that moment to me are the ones that are the best. And mm. that song is the OG of that. Yeah, It is like every time that song comes on, I just think I'm on a, on a quiet street, sidewalks, walking down in some city somewhere. And it's you see the Christmas lights in the windows, and snow's maybe falling. You know, it's quiet. That that's to me. Then that song would have made it anywhere because in the movie it's bright. They're skating and it's yeah. wild. So that song, <laughs> yeah, that, and it's like crazy children. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. kids everywhere. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's. But that for me is so the the imagery you get there is the imagery that I get when the first notes of Very Merry Christmas come on. Oh wow! It, because I'm immediately pulling into my grandmother's house, or mm. I, I'm actually like eight, so I'm in the back seat of my yeah. parents' Ford yeah. Tempo, pulling into my grandparents' house uh, in, in Whitwell, Tennessee, and all my cousins are waiting inside, and it's a little two-bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, nothing house, and we're, so everybody's good. just in there wrestling and being stupid and, you know, whatever. Like, I'm immediately right mm. there on Christmas Eve, yeah. and, uh, you know, and it's a 2 a.m. Yeah. morning for the presents. Come on. Like, You're there. Oh, <laughs> I love that. that makes immediately. So it's so good. Um 
if you if you're listening and and you get a chance, there's how many Christmas shows did you do this year? Seven. You did like three mini tours, right? Yeah, or, or, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, if you are kind of in the southeast, I know you did Nashville, Nashville Knoxville, Chattanooga. Chattanooga, which is where I saw you Atlanta. this year. Uh, oh, you Atlanta. were there. I was. We, we were in Chattanooga, and then uh, I saw you a couple years. Maybe he saw you here at three, the Schmimmerhorn. Schmimmerhorn. Yeah, yeah, in uh, Nashville. Right. I came down and met him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's right. So that's yeah, awesome. I've been yeah. not twice to the Christmas show. Got a uh, for some reason you threw a Sour Patch Kid into the. Oh my gosh, that was because Eskridge and I were having a Sour Patch ba- battle that year. Yes, <laughs> okay. And we're gonna so bring got, it out and eat it. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. That, yeah. We did um, eat a pack of oh, 1980s Tops gum. Oh, on, oh, we, we did it live. Did. Like, hey, let's open this up. It, it was, was some some crazy that we did. We both like we were like. Yeah, you can't see on all the All you thought about listenings. was George Brett and stomach <laughs> That's problems. Right. It, it tasted, tasted like, like George Brett. Yeah. armpits. <laughs> it really did. I was hey, like, Mississippi State alum. That's, yeah. Those are my people. Okay. That's my dirt. Uh, so anyway, if you get a chance <laughs> to go to the, to, the, uh, to the Christmas show, by all means do it because it's a blast. It's um, uh, Christmas, the best of the Christmas stuff with a smattering of like, you threw God gave me you in there this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some, some of the other stuff. And it's just a, it's a, it's a blast. Got heartfelt moments. Uh, family tree. Is one of those songs that um, I almost can't listen to. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It so feels that I just almost Family Tree and uh, song for my children on mm. on your last album. Yeah, I can't both sing of them that just, one live much. Man. You know, it's funny. I, we did. Um, I wrote Family Tree, and like two years afterwards, um, or maybe three, I was doing the show at. I think it may have been the first year we were at the Shermerhorn, and my granddad died. Like two days before oh. and so I couldn't make the funeral Oof. but um, I mean I I barely made it through that song yeah I, I mean it was it was I remember that show so well because it was like I was like I almost nixed it from the set because I was like I just don't and I literally had to be like well, I'm thinking of baseball I'm thinking of right. Raleigh Will Fingers Clark. and Will Clark's <laughs> armpits and it was like just power th- and my parent uh no, my parents were there. But Did you say was, Raleigh Fingers? Yeah. It's a good mustache. Great mustache. Good, Great. Yes. Dave Legendary. Still yeah. one of the best names of all time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, th- those Reds, songs are basement. tricky. Yeah. They're tricky to get through. Yeah. You know? Is there, uh, um, yeah, do you have, are there, are there others? I know th- those are the ones that strike me right off the bat just because like, Family Tree just always gets me. Um, and, and, and the song for my children, I just um, rediscovered it this week. I was going back through, um, who knew it would be so hard to be myself? Oh yeah. But are there? Do you have other songs like that, or like, or songs that for whatever reason you just go? I'm not sure if I can do yeah. this one live. You know, you know the one that I keep coming back to, which is really funny because it was kind of like it wasn't a throwaway at all. But um, I don't know. I just never, I never gave it the weight that it deserves. I think, which is Amen off of yeah. uh, What We Want We Get. I love that song, but it it That's is a- crazy how much lyrically. And I kind of said this in that Instagram post, but like that song has just been such a consistent truth that I didn't realize I was kind of doing at the time because I was kind of before kids and just life. Um, and looking back now, I'm like, man, I don't, that was a really profound song without me knowing for myself. Mm-hmm. That, and and so I don't really play it live because it's uh, y'all y'all know this about music, but it's really monotonous. So it's one of those songs. Like there's three or four of those songs in my catalog where I'm like they're really fun on record or they're great on record. Mm-hmm. But well, you, you know start... who I think helps sets that off is Dan Dugmore still playing. Oh, dude. Goodness gracious, <laughs> it's insane. That's like which so was good. such a, uh, another geek moment for yeah, me having him Dan on Dugmore. Like... But um. But you know it, th- that's one of those like that I think especially now would be kind of tough thing. There's actually a song that I'm about halfway through writing right now that I just started weeping 
the other day writing, and I was like, "That's a good sign." That's right. So that's probably going to hey, be the new. What do you think of yeah, this one? Yeah. Don't say no. I cried. <laughs> is this about um, me again? <laughs> yeah. But it is. You know, it's funny you ask that because I do think you know I, when I get into that world, um, this sort of sentimental world, which is so different now with kids. Like it, all of those songs, I got really emotional writing, and that's to me like the litmus paper test of yeah. like if it pings me while I'm doing it, then like my job is it's it's working. Mm-hmm. And so there's one, literally I started this tune the other day. I'm kind of halfway through, and it I, I got so choked up. But it was funny because I wrote the last verse of it first, and so I'm having to build backwards. Yeah. But when I wrote it, I was like, oh, I little, you know, um, which is always a good time. But yeah, it's like, oh, this is gonna be a nightmare to get through live. Yay, you know. I actually going back to uh, what we want, what we get for just a second. I, I wanted to ask because that I was listening all the way through it um, again, and and I, th- I hadn't picked up on this before, but I thought. There's a lot of real like emotional struggle on that mm. album. Like yeah. it's sort of your darkest record yeah. thematically. Mm-hmm. You know, the songs don't feel dark necessarily. You yeah. know, there's there's a couple that are obviously very sentimental and feel, but there's a lot of like, um, you know, man, you know, a lot, a lot of it feels to me like, okay, this moment with me and you kind of sucks right now. Mm. We're gonna get through it, but I'm not gonna deny that it yeah. sucks. You know what I mean? There's just a lot of like I wanted to be like, did somebody check on Dave like during yeah, this period? Was okay? Dave fine? Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, it's it it's very most of it is very upbeat and whatever, but but lyrically I was the just content, like, this is a, though, a yeah, this was maybe a maybe a period, you know, yeah. here. Yeah, it, it, that that record um Yeah, I think too, you know, it's the convergence of a few things. I think one um you know, uh, that I was getting pretty worn out of the road. Mm. Like I have very, very visceral memories. In fact, that's what, um, uh, which is funny because it's such an upbeat song, but, um, uh, make, what is the song you make? Is it looks so easy. Um, I have to reference my own record here. Yeah, it looks so easy. I'll cue you there. That was, that was one of those where Annie and I were on a walk, and I was just like, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. Like I was so, I've just never been good at the road. I, I and you know, I love playing shows, but that year after I did uh, sign with Razor and Tie, one record before with Me and You in the World, and I was just gone. I mean, I was gone so much, and I just didn't. Music was. I'm so thankful I get to do it, but I backed into it. I just, I wasn't the guy that was like. Since I, you know, since I was five, I was hitting baseballs in the backyard. You know, like right. I wasn't the musical equivalent of that. I was very much like, oh, this is cool. So I don't think I had really known what I was getting into. In fact, I was writing with Wirtz yesterday, or two days ago, and he was like, you know, you always because I was talking about that. And I was he's like, speaking of Matt Wirtz. For yeah, those yeah of sorry. So, but Wirtz was saying he's like, you know, you've always struggled with that. Like I remember conversations we had. A decade ago, where you were kind of like, I just don't know if this is what I, if I'm doing this right, or if this is really what I love to do as far as the travel part of it. And that record was really like the culmination of a lot of those emotions of kind of like, I love doing this, but it's kind of weird me out. And that, that song, especially Annie and I had been on a walk and I was just dumping my heart out, which I tend to do. And, and she was just like, I mean, I hear it, but no, this is what you do. This is like, this is what, you know. And so there's a lot of that. I think, too, you know, it's tricky when you've done a bunch of records because you kind of realize, like, I can't keep saying the same stuff over and over. So I think also that was kind of a record where I was like, I should probably be a little more vulnerable and honest because I've kind of done all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It, this would be a good moment to kind of, you know, hey, this is some stuff I'm thinking about that's right. not like, hey, do-do-do-do-do, yeah. you know. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your... um 
double-sided question here. What's kind of what's your what's your process for writing as far as do you tend to go melody first, you know, music first, lyric first, that kind of thing? And then what is your process when you know you're writing for yourself versus when you're aiming a song at at, a, at another artist? Yeah, um, it's still my favorite thing to do is to know what I'm talking about before I am, but that doesn't happen much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, music for me is always a lot easier in melody. Not that it's easy, but it's just a lot. You're not having to constrict it at all. It's just like, hey, let's see what's gonna happen. Oh, that's fun. So trying to find stuff to talk about is always really, really hard. And again, you know, 13 records in, it's about You've impossible. used most yes, of your stuff. That's right. You're- and so I think it's really hard to keep coming back and trying to write compelling things because you've just talked about so much stuff, you know. And so when I have a title or something that I'm excited about, it is like I found the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. And you'll never find me more excited than when I stumble upon like a uh, – a title for a song that I think is good because I'm like, oh, the rest is going to be, it's not going to be easy, but it's so much easier than getting halfway through a musical idea and going like, God, what should this be about? Yeah, what is this? Yeah, Yeah, what is this? So that's, you know, I think, uh, so I tend to be more music first, which is troublesome because then I have to find lyric, but, you know, um, it's really fun when I kind of think of some lyric or, you know, some title that I go, oh my gosh, now I can actually write that's so much easier lifting. It's like downhill as opposed to uphill, I think. You yeah. know? Like this song that I told you knocked me out the other day, that was a title I had and a vibe, and it was like, oh, okay. Now, I, I want to take my time with it because I'm going to get this right, but but it's all there. I'm mm-hmm. not having to stress about like, how am I going to do this? How am uh-huh. I going to write the same theme for the 50th It's different. Time? You don't have to. yeah. Yes, because, you, you know, you want to grow up, through your, or at least I do. I want to grow up with my people. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like, mm-hmm. you know, I always think it's kind of funny when, you know, people are writing about stuff that's not true to them anymore. And yeah. I think that's fine. But I'm always a little, like, whiplash by that. I'm like, dude, you're not hanging out at a club that's, trying yeah. to find a girl. You've got four kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have a minivan. Yeah, <laughs> and you live in Hendersonville. Yeah, like, right. let's, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you know, which just doesn't mean you can't have good songs. But I just think for me— Needs to be relatable. Yeah, I just wanted to be like because I can write about it better, and I just think people don't kind of go like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, right? <laughs> I was thinking, adulterer. We're, <laughs> we're huge uh, Bruce Hornsby guys. Oh just, my gosh! You know, why would you not? And be? so, yeah, what's not to love? Uh, and he's always done that. I've noticed. Like, you could tell when he had kids, and then like his music is basically just here's a song about a spelling bee. Yeah. you know what I mean. And yeah. like here's a song about Hooray a for project Tom. in yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. And, and before it was like you know, oh, it's the red plains, and it's, yeah, you know, dude. whatever. Like. Like all that stuff, and uh, and then it's how just like, how can you make music that sounds like the Midwest? Yeah, I, I, that's how true. do you do that? Uh, he did it. That's amazing. How yeah. can you? And, I mean, and you put the album cover that you look at the cover and you're like, I'm that's in the Midwest. Perfectly it fit. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, it's brown. There's such an art to the having the right picture and the right color on an mm-hmm. album uh-huh. cover that fits. Like exactly that first Bruce Hornsby Sepia. album. Yeah, like uh, I always felt like uh, uh, 5150 Van Halen. It's green. green. It yeah, feels just, exactly right. Let me tell right. you, th- l- l- all right, I'm going to podium here for a second. Okay. You're right. I think that is forever one of my frustrations with artists is I'm like, your your trailer to the movie mm. is your, is your cover. cover. Exactly. If That's you aren't setting people up, I don't mean it has to look or even sound like it, but but that is your foray into yeah. the album. Now, that has changed drastically mm-hmm. with, with streaming. 
Uh, for good and bad, I think, because it doesn't matter as much. You, there's not the pressure because, man, let me tell you, a nightmare is 13 records in trying to figure out what your cover art is right. going to be. But how am I, I going to? They know I, what I look like. But let me yeah. tell you, you want to get respect from me really quickly. Show me really good graphic design mm-hmm. on your projects, and I and I will take you a heck of a lot serious, more serious than I will incredible music with really bad graphic design. That's something that Wurtz, I mean, it's, Wurtz has taught me a lot of things in our friendship. But I think one of the first things he really hit me to was like, hey. There's a congruency design-wise that matters. Yeah. I mean, I was so blown away by his shirts, by his CD covers, by his his. I mean, he's a genius with design stuff anyway, and that's what he studied in school. Uh, but he, he was a big guy on like, no, dude, you, this needs you need to double down on this. Like, you're, pay the money to get the best stuff. Don't. Your epitome of that is hymns for her. That's yeah. perfect. Oh yeah, and it's uh, it's so perfect, which is a great title, by the way. Yes. For those of you that aren't reading it, the way it's spelled. Just read it yourself because yeah, if I spell thanks. out hymns, you'll be like, that took way too long. But And I that leads into my it's favorite Dave Barnes song, which is Headlights. I love oh, Headlights. Thanks. So that's my favorite, without that's... a doubt. Sample just a second of Headlights. Yeah. Let's get a little bit emotional. Yeah. No, this is good. <laughs> a little choked up. And then we'll, uh, then we'll lighten it up. But that was we'll funny because we actually, you know, speaking of, my best friend in the world shot that cover. And we did two different sets. So good. Because he sent him in and I was like, that's not it. Mm. And so we had he found another person. We did a second round and we nailed it. But but to your point, because I was like, this this of all of my album covers, I was like, this one really has to be right. Yeah. You know, Shy produces it so great. Look at the album cover while listening to this, yeah. everyone. That'll take you there. Yeah, it's so like intimate and tender, Oh gosh, yes. And, you know. Happy Valentine's, everyone. Happy, that's right. Yeah, Happy great. Valentine's Day. I follow the moon between the pines Every mile on my mind Oh, we were younger That was way back before you were mine I remember those days when love this downbeat is my spot. For headlights. Yeah, isn't that great? That uh, shot. Melt. So yeah. good. Man. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Dave. That's Stay for that moment. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that. Thanks for that. <clears throat> um, birthdays. Okay. Yeah. Birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Your birthday's June 20th. Yeah. My birthday's June 18th. Get in there. Yeah, bring it in for the real well. thing. So let's talk about people that are born on our birthdays. Okay. You know who's famous on your birthday? Give me some. Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. Boom. You know anybody um, else? I got two other good ones. Oh, One know. not so good. Oh, go not so. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say. Saddam Anne Murray. Oh, oh Anne Murray. Anne Murray. Lionel Richie. La- Woo! Boom. Hey now. Okay, who's gonna win the birthday off? That's a powerhouse team. Okay, I've got oh, Lionel. Blake Shelton, who had the song that somebody helped write. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bruce Smith, lineman, all-time oh, sack yeah. leader. The Bills. Shut your mouth on that. And what? Why? Hold on. He's this the only is, one that's non-musical. This says so, this says so much about me. That when you said Bruce Smith, like I, I knew who you were talking about, but my first thought was the Wavy Lays commercials that he used to do. Oh, oh my gosh, it. yes. Anyway, buffet. I didn't go buffet. Man, so being a baseball player, yeah. I went Wavy Lays. Uh, and Paul McCartney is born on my birthday. Oh my gosh! So I got some powerhouses. Rob's got a good one too. Rob's yeah, got. Yeah, I've got. I've got Tom Glavin, Braves. Tom Glavin, yeah. that's also none. Uh, Elton John. Elton John. And uh, Aretha Franklin. Oh, there we go. Boom. Aretha Franklin and Big yeah. Sean and Antonin Dvorak. Yeah, so oh we want to go gosh. classical. Yeah. There you go. March 25th, June 18th, June 20th, send us yeah. all a birthday card. We appreciate yeah, it, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gas station question. I ask everybody this that comes on here. I have to ask you this. You're yeah. on tour. You go into a gas station. 
What's your gas station food of choice? I'll help you with mine. Mine's Three Musketeers. It's the biggest bar for the most money. You get the most ounces. Oh, wow. When I was growing biggest up, mom, for the least money. Yeah, for the least money. My mom's like, uh, you can get any candy bar you want. So I was like, which has the most ounces? Three Musketeers. That's, that's a smart kid. <laughs> Winner. Mine is dangerous. Mine are all like contributing to my death and <laughs> Roll or it diabetes. Um, Sour Patch Kids. Okay. All that's a new one. Should have known. That's Caught a, one. Um, yeah, there it is. Um, Beverage? Do you go you know, bottle uh, water, which you uh, should? Man, you I go? wish I did. Probably some kind of sweet tea. Sweet tea? Okay. Yeah, I Lip like Gatorades tea. too. I'll get down on some Gatorades. Okay, all right. We've um, interviewed some people from like England and like uh, the Clark Datchler. He's yeah. like, Walnut Whip. That's like, right. What the heck is yeah, a Walnut Whip? That sounds like a great hip hop song. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's, he's, he's one of our favorite interviews from Johnny Hates Jazz. We did Oh uh, my gosh. Give me, give me. Yeah. We did a trio yeah. with. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. So and he's lead singer, writer of it. Did it, it all. Was, he was There's great. about five songs in the 80s that, that are like the, the, yeah, like the John Hughes. Yeah. And Johnny H. Jazz, Shattered Dreams is. Absolutely. That and, and uh, the two, I always, I feel like they're twin brothers to me because of just that season of my life and hearing them around the same time is, um, uh, is, um. Boy, the Boy Meets World, which is oh my god, why am I blanking? Uh, Boy Meets uh, Girl, waiting for waiting for a waterfall. Yeah. Fun fact, which I'm going to put this in five hot takes. Do you know what other two songs that couple wrote? Actually, we do because we did yeah. an episode on so one. You know. <laughs> How much does we that can, blow we can pretend your like brain? Yeah, seriously, we'll save it for your five hot takes. Thank we won't you. ruin it for but you. But when you hear when you hear them, you go, of course, yeah. it's the same people. But people can wrote you that. imagine that's your three like? And both of them are actually y'all probably did too, but I just looked them up the other day because I was like, are they still around? They are. They're not together anymore. Yeah. But the couple that wrote that song, I mean, for those three songs, that's that's the that's the grand slam. That's the three yeah. for three. Like th- throw the deuce and walk out. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's mic drop. See ya. Yeah, yeah. I'm set. God, oh, gosh. Yeah, music's no the best. It's just it the is. best. It is. Okay, uh, I'm gonna rapid fire a few questions at you. Okay, um, and then I, I hope we have time. I, we're 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 going. So we are. Oh, at, I, I was gonna mention this in the open, and we just sort of segued into other conversations. But I want to say a big shout out and thank you to Annie F. Downs oh, um, yeah. and yeah. and Jenna, her chief Annie officer. We are using her studio today. She's been yes. so gracious to open up the space, and Dave was so gracious to connect us with her. Um, so thank you. And, and I don't know if the studio has a name, but I'm calling it. Downston Abbey Road. Oh, I love that. You yeah. gotta tell her that's, that. That's unofficial, you but that's that's that. my contribution. She will love that. Um, so big shout out. Thank you. Check out Annie F. Down. She's got an amazing podcast, books, uh, yes. blogs, all the things. Um, check her out. You'll love it. Um, okay, so our our first episode, <clears throat> and you told us that you you've listened to the um, uh, Walking in Memphis episode that we yep, did. Yeah. So you probably heard our explanation that. Basically, this podcast started because I was listening to that song after I dropped my kid off at school, yep. and it got to the last verse, the line about, you know, tell me, are you a Christian child? And I said, ma'am, I am tonight. Right. And I went, dear God, you could do a whole podcast on that one line. Uh, and I went, oh, man, you really could do a whole podcast on that one line. So I called JP immediately and go, dude, we, ha- we have to do something. we got to figure this out. So that's how we started. Our first four episodes were Walking to Memphis, uh, Friends in Low Places, uh, another brick in the wall, part two. Jeez. And uh, do you feel like we do? Uh, but Peter Frampton. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if if you were going to start a podcast about songs, I'm right? And we're not saying they're the the best four songs ever written, right? In that order, mm-hmm. just 
Your songs. What are your first yeah. four your, that you're going to go with? First three okay, or four. so I, I really, I think this is really good. I've thought about this, and I appreciate. I mean, I hope I'm not popping the bubble, but you gave me that because I think Fourth if you'd asked me this, if on the spot, you'd have been, I'd have been hosed. That's exactly why I sent it to you in advance. Okay, and we don't prep you on everything. No, 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 yeah. no, no, but no, no that's no, no. one. But, that's, but, but that's that, a heavy that one. was, and I appreciate that because this is like some. This is some holy ground. Uh-huh. So I didn't want to like say the wrong thing, and then you know I'm like, why did I? Yeah, he's like, God gave me you. all of mine. So, so I think. I let me let me just preface this a little bit. Uh, so I thought first, and I started having these songs in my brain. I was like, "No, those are my favorite songs." I don't look at those these songs though necessarily as like great, as like everybody needs to hear mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. But like, so, just quickly, some of mine: "Mandolin Rain," ah, "Living Years," favorite. "Missing You," yeah, God, wait, and uh, even like, "I Wish." You know, Stevie, whatever. But when I started to think about songs that I would say are necessary, that are like that are like bricks in the musical road. Mm. Like without them, you can't traverse upon it. Right. These are the ones I came up with. Um, and, and this was sort of my qualifier. What are they contributing to the music world that's significant? Okay. So what's the lasting effect? So it's not just like, oh, that's a cool, like beat it. Beat yeah. it's great. I, I don't, I would, you can make arguments that obviously it's sh- shifted culture. and But I would say, is it really a piece of music that was like everything moved afterwards? Mm. And, and maybe, maybe beat it is. But these ones I had: Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, yeah. Um, I think the scope of the song, the fact that one dude wrote all of that, <laughs> and this is to me the biggest thing is that it's memorable mm-hmm. because because we could all, especially in that time, of music dig up a bunch of songs that felt like a like even before and after but felt like some version of that that's like a bunch of weird stuff put together but uh, nobody did it where it was a it was a hit right and every section of that song is memorable it's lyrically diverse and bizarre and wonderful it's operatic it's rock and roll it's heavy metal it. at that time right yeah close totally. the season with it, it yeah there you go yeah. there you go so i would say bohemian rhapsody too i'd say sweet home alabama okay. and to <laughs> me the reason sweet home alabama it's the first version of mutt Lang. it's 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 sloppy rock and roll done neatly and hook hookily it's okay guitar solos in d and g in d and g thank you and, and it's it's uh, it's it's this really weird convergence to me of swamp rock that's done at its absolute peak. So, so I think after that, you have to suddenly go like, oh, everything has a place. You can't just play a solo. It's, is it singable? You know, I just think that's, that's to me, uh, rock and 70s rock to me. And I mean, you can make this argument for like Boston and maybe even mm-hmm. Journey in some ways, but like that every segment of that song is a hook. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the, it's the beat it of... Rock and roll, music Southern to rock me, of Southern rock. Cool. I'd say that. I'd say um, uh, Freebird. Actually, another one because wow, of two skinners in yeah, the front let me, four. Let me tell you why. It, it is the tempo change. You are interested the whole time. Yeah. And there's not a lyric sung for the last what four or five minutes. It's a lot of it's guitar. A it's a lot yeah. of guitar, and you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So again, the, these songs to me Two blow skinners. holes. Well, they just yeah. blow holes in the side of the thing. Never suddenly, you can that. get through into a new land. I got you. Where before it was like there was just a wall there. To me, Freebird's kind of like no, no, no. You can listen if you can do it. You can do it. Right. Yeah. Like people will play that song the whole darn and, time and yeah. request it and request it yeah. and like love every moment of yeah. it. So that's I tell that's, you, what freaks me out about Freebird. I was talking to Jansen Furrow, who yeah. we've had on the show. Uh, I was talking to September him the other day episode. about we were we were having lunch and Freebird was playing overhead. And and the thing that freaks me out about that song 
is that the guitar solo is doubled. Every yes. note. Every note. Every note. That's a lot it's of like, notes. That's a lot of notes. Like I won like that just seems impossible to me to have memorized all that. Yeah. He had a, like a, you know, a big chalkboard or something like this is the one that goes, you know, whatever. Like, I don't understand how that all got doubled in the pre digital era. Oh, man. You know, now you would just loop four bars and, you know, whatever. But probably took seven days. Good heavens. Anyway. But I think that's even more to me substantiates this claim, which is like, it's not just. That's how you justify it. It wasn't just chance. Yeah. It's very thought out. Number four. And I'd say maybe last, I could go on forever, but I would say, well, I have two more. One is a person, but Diamonds on the Soles of Their Shoes is another one of those okay. to me. Now, I, there's a million of these, but that's another uh, uh, centrifuge of African, South African, African music, pop music, mm-hmm. and it's a hit. And it's sort of, I mean, and there's bands that come after that, but I mean, could there be Rusted Root? Could, there definitely could mm-hmm. be Vampire Weekend, but there's so many... It was this thing again. It's another hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. It's another way to get through into another, another land, which wall, is like yeah. thank you. <laughs> but it's a chance that people went. And I mean, there's rap. It's not. It's unfair because I just thought there's too much rap to talk about. Yeah, that, that whole genre yeah. works. But I think as far as like rock pop songs, the you know diamonds on the soles of your shoes. One that it starts with the choir. That it's a really beautiful. Then it goes into this thing. But it's got this feel that. It's American, especially you don't really know very well unless you've been there mm-hmm. or, you know. Um, and Paul Simon's got – and then I'll say lastly, I think it's the human Stevie Wonder. I just think you can't <laughs> – Stevie to me and this, this – We may, knew you would pick a Paul Simon Stevie song. Yeah. yeah. We just but didn't know Stevie which is too hard because it's Stevie is – it's just Stevie. It's yeah, like – he's unto himself. He's unto of. himself. He's a he's an establishment to me because it's like – I mean this morning I was randomly listening to songs on shuffle as I was taking the kids to school and even songs like Go Home, which was kind of a deep last sleeper hit for him, sort of that. That melody, you could give me those chord progressions on a four bar loop, eight bar loop for a year. Yeah. I would never find that melody. <laughs> uh, and that, that is Steve, the, the genius to me of Stevie and why I think he just gets in as a human is he was proof that. Hooks win. It doesn't matter what yeah. they're over. It doesn't matter how many key changes. It that's doesn't so matter what the vibe yeah. of the song yeah, is. If you want to sing it and hear it again, this, the artist wins. And he is, to me, and I mean, listen, these are fighting words, but like miles beyond the Beatles that way. Because wow. that, that, the Beatles are great, and I love them, but the amount of chords and what Stevie is doing musically, they, he has no right to make that popular. Mm. And he it's was too, like, it's so it's it weird. Way too yeah. involved. Yeah, I mean, you listen to Overjoyed that intro. Absolutely, yeah. it's a joke, and it's a monster hit. I it's mean, an I listen, E flat. It's so bizarre, <laughs> which all great funk is, right? That's right. <laughs> but it's like, it, 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 he to me is he's a he's a he is a continent to himself because that guy single handedly and a lot by himself writing wise yeah. was able to go whatever convention. Whatever thing you thought can't happen, I can do that, and it's not just going to be something you go. That's cool. It'll yeah, be a hit. It'll be, it'll be a. It'll be a evergreen copyright. Yeah. That to me, nobody else has ever done that. The Beatles have in their way, and I think Paul Simon, James, you know, you name band. There's like, but Stevie to me, he's you can't touch that guy. He's just too. It's too much. It's, yeah. And, and and that's the thing about that at the close of a century that box set. There's four CDs, 
and it doesn't stop. It's yeah. not like, mm-hmm. oh, songs in the key. Li-. No, no, keep going. Keep right. Going. No, keep going. Keep going. So go before that. Go way before. You know, it's all there. Yeah. And that's just the hits. Yeah. That's right. not even like that's the, not the deep, deep cuts. cuts. That's, yeah. They're just as good. Yeah. That's yeah. so. so true. I kind of feel the same way about uh, Billy Joel. As, as far as like yes. just volume yes. of yes. incredible yes. songs, like yes. you just and he's not stop. recorded anything since the nineties. That's like, the thing. Well, on. too, and Billy, you know, Billy to me is Stevie Junior because he is it's a it's a tighter loop than mm-hmm. Stevie because Stevie's doing a thousand chords in a song. But right. Billy to me, Billy's the other archetype for me. Literally, if there were two, literally, it's it's Billy and Stevie to me because Billy he he'll give you Uptown Girl against. Just the way it is against um, Allentown, mm-hmm. against um, she's always a woman to me. Against um, we didn't start the fire. To me, other than Stevie and maybe even Billy beats him in this thing. The the absolute scope of the genres he crosses successfully. Not yeah. just oh, I did a doo wop song and right. that's cute. Yeah, no, it's a hit. I doo-wop nailed the doo wop. I nailed. It, I stuck the landing on every single one of these genres and yeah. vibes and feels. Yeah. He he is he's. I did a song about the Soviet Union, and it was, and it, it was amazing. Oh, Leningrad, oh, like that's. I mean, well, not to mention we didn't start the fire, yeah, which dips yeah, its tone yeah, in that world. Yeah. But I mean, it's like he is. His scope is so yeah, insane. You know, so he he and Stevie live in that same world. I think you know they're different, but they have a very similar thing they bring to the American songbook, which is like, I'll see your conventional. You write songs and. These two and I'll raise you. And I'll raise you. Literally, if it has been a genre in America, I've written a hit in that genre. (laughs) That's pretty good. I mean, like, what a way to say that. Yeah, like shameless. Now, you know, what I mean, like he's done it. Like, you, we're not country. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, a monster hit. Huge hit. I was so mad. I still remember exactly where I was the year that Shameless came out. And um and they were doing like the hundred best songs of the year on my local radio station. Shouts out to US one hundred and one. And um. And they were counting down, and they'd gotten to the top two, right? And they were like, we've got two songs this year remaining in the list. One of them is Garth Brooks, and it's at number two. And I went, what? Like, turning over. Like, it, number one was uh, uh, anymore, Travis Tripp. Well, over I, Shameless? Uh, that's exactly what I said. What? I was like, you're out of your mind, yelling at my radio like, have you heard the guitar part? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The slide you yeah. were on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was – I was so, I was so angry. I, Chip on my shoulder for Travis Tripp for oh, years after that. Oh my gosh! Get out of no, here! But listen, but hey, Travis is—he's not joking around. No, he's but, not I mean, joking. I'm not going to mouth off him because he'll find me. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and I'll be like, I'll be yeah, like, hey guys, uh, Travis found Twitter. me. Twitter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so help me. Um, we need to be respectful of the yes, time that we've been allotted. That's right. No, there are more questions. I want to keep doing this. Are okay, okay. Are you good? I prepped. Okay, so the other question, the other thing that I had sent you before was. What what song is widely considered a classic that yeah. just doesn't rustle your gems? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, you know, the, I, I, this I can't. So I actually wrote this. Any I said it's tough because any song that's inspired people to make other great music shouldn't be considered bad. Yeah, I can't. I I will never understand the Doors. Oh, true. I don't get it. I yeah. just I try. I try so hard to understand the Doors as yep. a band. And I get, come on, baby, it's a hooky song. Come on, baby, love my I get it. But that organ, <laughs> it's just too much. No offense, Bob Weir. Big fan yeah, of the like, show, listen, I'm sure. I know. I'm like, uh, and, and again, we're all it's, Val Kilmer fans from the movie. <laughs> thank you. Goodness gracious. So it's not disrespect. Yeah. Because I have a lot of respect for it. They, it just doesn't they've earn the fire. That. I just, thank you. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I get it. That I think mine is uh, Edge of 17. That's a it's that's tough, man. I don't get. I'm like, 
why'd you have to do the kick drum like that? You know what I mean? Why'd you have to put it the kick drum on beat two or beat and of one I, the whole song? You know what I mean? Like at least you get some. There's like one <laughs> chorus right. where they do it. About that. You know what I'm saying? It's I like, forgot about that, oh, baby. Ooh, it's baby, so ooh, unnerving. Yeah, like, the whole song. land on the downbeat. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the West. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just give me that. There's like one chorus where they go to sort of a four on the floor, and it's like such a relief. Yeah, but then they go straight back. <laughs> it's oh, a witchcraft thing with Stevie. Yeah, so I just can't do it. Do you have one, JP? What's your? I know you prepped. I I fail. Oh man, I got. I just have a million questions. I'm sorry. Uh, so, but I want to make sure JP's prepped a game for us. Oh yeah, you yeah, wanna, yeah. We, got, we have a game for you. We called... have this amazing bell. You can almost hear yeah, it. You can almost... Okay, I'm ready. Is <laughs> okay. this for me? No, oh, that's just okay. for you. Okay. You're going to get 10 seconds of a song, and you have to say whether it's 90s Christian music or a superhero song. Like, like you get not two like choices. A, it's not like the Batman theme song, but it's like is it superhero is it related superhero-y? somehow? Okay. okay. Are you familiar with superheroes? Do you know what a superhero <laughs> I is? I, I'm very familiar. Okay. I have You're, some on my back tattooed. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. In the, in the form of Mount Rushmore, but continue. Amazing. <laughs> on we go. Okay. Here's our first. Oh, dude, I already know this. Okay. Boom. Bing it. Oh. <laughs> this is the first CD I ever bought. Oh, really? Wow. How about that? And, and I would say in my top 10 CDs of all time. So good. Superhero or c- contemporary Christian music? <laughs> superhero. <laughs> superhero. <laughs> well you know done by that. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Can you name it? Name Can you name it? Can you name the track? Jimmy Olsen's yeah. Jimmy Olsen Blues. Boom. There we go. Bonus Literally, for that. and hey, quick aside, don't some of the best guitar playing, in my opinion, <sighs> in the world on that record. Absolutely. It's so good. It is prodigious. Two Princes, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. What he time is, is, is it? It's a freak show. I used to go into when when they still had jukeboxes in Pizza Huts. Yep. Um, I would go and play uh Hard to Exist slash Shinbone, Shinbone Alley, Alley. Dude, every single time. Shinbone like, Alley listen, 13 minutes. Listen, yeah. the 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 change into the shuffle in the middle of that song is one of the Best mos- musical moments of all time. Don't uh, no add kidding. Me. No kidding. Hey, other sidebar, you know what else he played on the guitar player who literally, I, it is the best guitar playing in the world on that record, the t- um, Tiger Lily, Natalie Merchant. Natalie and Merchant. And if you really? listen to it, it oh, makes yeah. sense. Like Jealousy in those songs. Oh, yeah. It's super check it out. pronounced guitar parts yeah. and it's the same dude. Oh, wow. How about that? Small Good. Side. Fun fact. Okay, okay here we go. Today. Oh, come on. <laughs> Another I, one of the best. Y'all need to do a podcast on that song. Yeah. We ha- we did a no, seal we did song crazy. We did, we did crazy, crazy for seal. We'll but come we back around to kiss from rose. I'm sure. Yeah. Superhero or contemporary superhero. Boom. Boom. Name the superhero. Batman. Good job. You win forever. Okay. Oh, Tuffy. Do we have our first stump? It's got to be CCM, though. Boom. It is CCM. That's Petra, Beyond Belief. Uh, oh, my God. Know that song. There it's you go. Beyond Boom. Belief. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Newsboys. Newsboys. CCM. Good job. God, you are please, taking me. Please get this one. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. That's sweet Bebo. Bebo. Sweet your Bebo. Boy. You know Which, the song? Oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait. Stan. Stan, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Good I will call. forever call him Sweet Bebo now. Sweet, Sweet Bebo. Beebs. It's a good one. This one's Tuffy. Oh, it has to be CCM. I kind of want to let this one play yeah, out. Let the, let, get to a vocal. Oh, please don't be Carmen or somebody. It oh, does sound man. like he's in the house. Oh, my gosh. It but does sound like Carmen. Okay. Yeah, this is really we passed the 12 seconds, but it's just because I want to hear the vocal. Yo. That is Vanilla Ice oh, from vanilla. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, well 2 done. movie. Well done. Superhero. We got to stop. Okay, well here done. we go. Uh, I'm going to get emotional. You know this one? Do I? Come on. Just asking. 
little Smitty, little Smitty. Good job, place in this world. Nailed it, nailed it. Listen, the end of that guitar solo where he hits the nine or or the two instead of that last note. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Isn't it Dan Huff? Probably. Is it? Do you know JP? Oh man, I should know. Forgive me for not. Let's call. Let's call Smitty. Let's call Smitty. I know uh, Chris Rodriguez and Wayne Kirkpatrick were his guitar players (sighs) on that tour. On Chris Rodriguez. Oh, and Tony Palacios played on the Change Your World thing. Sorry about that. Okay, start over on this one. Sorry, guys. Got a sidebar. Oh, gosh. Good one. I remember where I was when I heard can that let it song. Play as you talk over. Song. I was in Tower Records in Nashville, and I, I, it was a listening station. We had a Tower Records in mm-hmm. Nashville? Yeah, yeah, right down by Vandy. I used to go every single Tuesday. That song, I, I hit play on the things. It was like, new artist on Aware Records, and I loved Aware. And it started playing, and I was like, this is one of the best things I've ever heard. What a great song. Yeah. Absolutely. Superhero, yeah. for those of y'all that don't know. Yes. It's not CCM. Five much for fighting. God, the, is a, man. Is this the chain by Fleetwood Mac? No, it's similar. But I kind of need to give at least 12 seconds. Okay. That's all you get. Oh, oh, is it? Is it um, Iron Man? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Superhero. Little black side. Oh my gosh. Is this audio A? This yes. is audio A. Big house. Good job, Dave Barr. Gosh, I've not heard well that. Well done. Song in so long. Last one. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's your girl. <laughs> I mean, dun, 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 dun. I love this bass intro. Give it to it. That's good. <laughs> hey, listen. That's tasty. Don't sleep on that. That's yeah. good. That, that that's may good. be Tommy Sims playing that. Oh, that would be nice if that was. Yeah, that's yeah. another whole that's podcast unto itself, Tommy Sims. Oh, oh yeah. and then I had this one because this is this is your superhero song. I mean, that's right. that's oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. can change the world. We yes. can't change the world. I believe, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I believe that, that, you. That's your superhero. That plays, that plays yeah. on both. It works. Um, Thanks for I, playing the game. Man. Oh, that was fun. I like yeah. games. That was really you did, you wonderful. Won. You won. You missed two. Petra. Oh, Petra beyond I'm going to have John Schlitt send you a message and be yeah. like, come on, Dave. <laughs> come on, I thought we were Dave. tight like that. Like, Holy yeah. Schlitt, Dave. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Surely that's his publishing. Please it's gotta be. Holy Schlitt. Holy Schlitt oh, publishing. Goodness, yeah. Holy yes. Schlitt music. Oh, it's gotta why be. did you not do that? <laughs> no, you got to. Amazing. Okay, I'm going to close with one more question. Yeah. Because, because you, you – in your, this is originally how I had this question phrased, and then you sort of uh, counterpointed these guys against each other. So now I want to see if uh, if Stevie Wonder and Paul Simon were fighting in your head over a song, mm. and and I know the songwriter's answer to this question. Um, it, who would you, who would you listen to ultimately? Right, the songwriter's answer to this question is whatever served the song best. Right. Mm. So what I want to know is if they both serve the song equally, all things are equal. Who wins? Those are really great examples because to me they're kind of not the opposite of each other, but Stevie's Stevie's um, instrument and melodic hook prowess is so powerful against Paul Simon's lyrical genius and obviously musical same. But I'm honestly I'm probably going to listen to Paul more. Just because lyric is always so hard. Mm. So if he's got some little... Something to tweak to it. Yeah, I'm going to be like, all right, let me, let me, uh, give me your genius, great one. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Man. Okay. We got to wrap it up. Yeah, thank uh, you so much. uh, Annie has been so gracious, uh, but we got to get out of here so some other folks can use the studio. Let me answer, so this is funny because you actually, this is, this may be a fun way to end this. So the last question you had was so many classic Mm. songs we've covered barely made into the record. Yes. Written last minute. Um, and that's how God gave me you was. Yes. Which is funny. You which said is kind it, of a fun way to it, end. It was the, the record was being mixed. Yeah. 
And you were like, Ed, I got this one more. Yeah. What do you think? And the, he was just well, like, here's a really fun, quick story about that, which I talked about on my story. But I had that that little part yeah. with the core progression in my garage band before I was into Logic, um, and did forgotten about it. Wurtz was like, I need some songs for this new record. Let's get together and write. I go to Wurtz's. I'm playing him a bunch of ideas. I play him that. He's like, ooh, I really like that. Let's kind of earmark it. He had a friend in town who was kind of hanging out and just wasn't really conducive to writing because the guy was just kind of – he didn't have anywhere to go. So it was kind of like if he was sitting in another room and he's you're just kind of like – so I hit pause and went home. I had the title, God Gave Me You. And then it was like – but it was a whole different vibe. And then I realized and I was like, oh, my God, that could work perfect for that idea. So I wrote it. Called him like two days later and was like, hey, man, like I ended up using that idea I played for you. And he's like, great. <laughs> and then that song did everything it's done. And like literally, it's still my favorite thing to mess with him about. Because like he, he totally passed on this thing. <laughs> that could have been. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was like, we, I wrote that song sort of last minute. And the best part of that story, which I talk about, was like, I sent it to Ed and was like, what do you think? And he never actually answered that question. He just sent me back, be here tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I was like, (laughs) either our friendship is over or it's good. Or it's like you just, you know. And he, you know, other fun fact about that song, he that song was a really contentious moment because I had, I just have never wanted to be the down the middle guy. You know, I always wanted to bring something else to the world, you know, as as memorable as I could. But I just never want to be the guy that's doing the thing that's obvious, Mm -hmm. you know probably to my detriment. But that song was – I always struggled with writing songs like Until You or Guy Gave Me because I was always like, oh, this anybody could have written this. I don't – that's – I want to do the thing that not everybody can do, for better or worse. Mm. But turn it in. We record it kind of like we play it live, like kind of more rock and roll. Everybody's in at the top. It's going. I was touring. Ed sends me – he's like, listen, this is a little different, but just don't don't – Call me and you know scream at me, but just I mess with it some. Let me know what you think. And it and it was basically the version that's out now. It had mm-hmm. the intro, the loop, and that little kind of glisteny version of. And I was just like, I hate this. <laughs> like I was like, I don't know. Like I never want a human being to hear this. And yeah. he was like, Okay. My manager calls me and he's like, Hey, so me and Ed have talked. <laughs> we feel really strongly that we need to go this route. And I was like, well, I feel even more strongly <laughs> that we shouldn't go that route. They're like, we're so, going to sandwich it between Little Lies yes, and what yeah, I need, yeah, and it'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, it's like, do you know buffets, Dave? Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it was, again, you know, it's kind of good to circle back here. It was the, it was the genius of Ed and my manager, Chris, who, was, who were like, you know, this is where you kind of don't get a vote. Because we really feel like this could be something, and you're going to get in the way because of your pride and insecurity. Wow. <laughs> you know, because you're trying to be the guy that's cooler than a pop song. And um, and so I just, by the grace of God, I, I, I had enough wherewithal to be like, man, they and they felt really, like, you know, they didn't play a lot of those cards in our career together mm-hmm. where they were like, I'm sorry, but we're doing this. And I just remember being like, you know what? And, and there's a whole other backstory and just kind of what God was doing, but I just really felt like I need to let this – I need to trust them. This guy, Chris Hauser, who's an independent music promoter, Christian radio guy, was like, I think it would be a Christian song, and he and he had heard that version. So I decided to let it go, and now, you know, thank God I did. But um, but it was this really contentious little few little season where it was like it needs to be like this and the whole thing, you know. Man. Yeah. 
Well, it worked out well. It did, yeah, I'm glad job. you listened. I, everybody involved, Bang. glad you listened yeah. to Ed and, and your manager on yeah, that me, one. For yeah, sure. me too. Dave, thank you so um, much, man. It's a lot man. of fun. Let's man. do it again. Let's let's do, absolutely. Yes, Easy sell on that. Let's do it again. Even if yeah. it's just uh, hanging out. four. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. Let's do the Ghostbusters thing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Ray Parker Jr. You got AKA, yeah, Huey Lewis. There we go. Huey Lewis. There you go. Oh, man. Definitely. We will definitely try and make this happen again for sure. Um, thank you so much for joining us. watch the episode of All My Children if you get a chance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't oh, even. Please. I had it queued up. Oh, man. I had it queued up. I, I was intentionally gonna... not watched it because I wanted to watch it live the first time with you. Oh, Never seen it. but yeah. I was going to set it up and everything. I was going to be like, let's talk about the greatest line in your career, mm. and that is, this song goes out to the happy couple, couple there Dr. and Mrs. Yeah. whatever. Yes, Murder uh, Anyway, yes, Horn. All I, my children. I learned all my soap operas from a Carmen song called The Soap Song. Oh, my oh, word. Gone that? are the days of Leave, Leave it, it to Beaver. Beaver. Yeah, I was going to see how many you could do, and I would just list the song. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Okay. Crap. We got to stop. Got to call it. We got to stop. I'm sorry. We're having <laughs> a good time. I'm sorry, Dave. We, we it has to end. It's got to come to an end. Everybody, thank you so much. 100th episode. We've yeah. made it through 100 episodes, and this has been such a special one to have Dave Barnes with us. Happy Valentine's, um, everybody. Thanks again to Annie F. Downs uh, and Jenna, who have been so amazing helping us get this space together. Thank you, Dave, so much. This has meant so yeah, much. Thanks for having me. Um, make sure and check out Dave's Instagram and Twitter at Dave Barnes Music. Go buy all his music. Go see him. Go see a Christmas show. Bring all your friends. They'll all love I think love we're it. actually releasing a song today. Oh, if it's, if oh, it's Valentine's Day, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I'll be without you, so you can check it out. Oh, man. my goodness, did we top this wow. perfect? Man. We just yeah. broke that. We yeah. just broke that. It just happened. Uh, man, okay, we'll include a link in the show notes. Great. Go, go, go find it. Um, and, uh, man, we'll be back next week with something else. I can't even think of what it is. Uh, but we got, we got to keep things rolling here on the Great Song Podcast. Uh, until next week, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.